Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to the Capsa Podcast. I'm Nate Smith. I'm here with, thankfully, evil genius who avoided yep, he's sw- still with us. swan song so far this evening. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's not, <laughs> not out of the woods yet, <laughs> but getting closer. Um, the seven foot five, 208 pound uh, Bond henchman is not on the Cavs. So we will, uh, we still have, uh, EG for now. And we also have, uh, Big Easy K, Eli Kim, and, uh, Tom Pastak here. So, so a, a good showing tonight on Cavs draft night. Uh, I don't, I don't know, uh, what I'm, I'm gonna go from who I think is probably the most optimistic to the least. Uh, Eli, uh, how'd you feel about the draft for the Cavs? Um, I think, at best, it's very average. And uh, oh, wow, that's the most optimistic. You should have started with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm actually, sorry. I just yeah, I actually do like the Garland pick. It's kind of it's kind of being. I'm buying into the philosophy. I think they wanted to kind of swing for the fences, and if they think long term, Colin Sexton isn't a starting point guard, they're you're just wasting time by not finding would, someone who's would, better. But why would they think that? I I don't. I just think so. I I don't think they think he's that great. To be honest, well, I think he's a bench player. He was a rookie. He so was a rookie. Eg, yeah, I mean, what did they expect out of him? What's what? Eg, are you optimistic? I am. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Can we can we talk about this Colin Sexton thing? Because we'll, we'll, we'll get back to it. We'll I thought Sexton had a great well, year. We, yeah, but we can't diverge too far away from the draft just yet, Tom. Yeah, I know, yeah. but. But I've been hearing that a lot. Like, well, maybe they did this as a hedge. Like, you don't hedge one year after you drafted an 18-year-old, do you? Hey. You take the best player available. Okay. I'll, I, I can accept that. <laughs> like, I think I'm optimistic because they took the best player available. I would have preferred if Kobe Altman would have found a, a trade partner to to trade down, but clearly they didn't. And, look, a lot of people, a lot of people really like Garland. Um, he, he may be redundant with with some of the things that Cavs have, and a lot of people are sort of pointing out the well, you can't win championships with a backcourt. Like, I mean, look at look at Lillard and McCollum. Well, last I checked, Lillard and McCollum made it to the to the the Western Conference Finals this year. So, and that that tandem's been together for going on what six seven years now. So, look, I I don't think the Cavs are winning a championship until they get one of those generational stars again, and who knows if that'll ever happen. So if they can go and compete for to be in the, you know, uh, uh, the, in the series away from the series, like 
the the old late 80s early 90s cabs were i'm i'm good with that okay um so tom you i i'm agreement with you um i read a lot of uh draft uh breakdowns that basically said you know uh colin sexton is a top five pick in this year's draft i i totally 100 percent stand behind you know david wood's uh assessment of Darius Garland and that basically he only looks good because you don't have footage of him against playing against good players in the NBA in the NCAA and it's the emperor's new clothes uh he's not that quick doesn't get by people kind of fools people with a bouncy dribble but it's not that good um he's a decent shooter but he can't defend anyone and he's not a good passer so I'm pretty darn skeptical. Uh, I I think that's totally the Emperor's new clothes and total NBA groupthink. And why you wouldn't bet on a guy that's absolutely worked his tail off for your team and totally turned his season around, I I don't quite understand. I don't think Colin Sexton... I, I think Darius Garland is much more likely to be the bench guard than Colin Sexton. Just from... Everything I don't think either one of them is going to be on the bench. They're both going to start. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, think, I, I would I hope long term, but you can't draft a guy five. You can't draft a guy eight and then five in back to back years, and one guy's meant to replace the other. That just that's lunacy. No, I, I mean unless yeah. you're talking about like an Anthony Bennett situation, but Sexton was Sexton was pretty darn good after about February. Yeah, no, and and I'll totally agree not to with mention you. I have never seen a guy go from a total liability as a shooter to like shooting over 40% from three in the same season. Like that's a transformation that usually takes years. And in fact, that's a transformation that usually just doesn't happen. So, I mean, I got to tip my hat to the kid. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, were any of you guys disappointed? I mean, obviously there was a lot of people that wanted, um, the guy that uh, Atlanta traded up to four to get, um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, DeAndre Hunter? DeAndre, DeAndre Hunter. Hunter. And um, obviously Atlanta kind of scooped him. And then, so they did that, and then Culver was there at five, whereas, and there was also um, the kid from North Carolina, Kobe White. Um, were either of you guys disappointed that, that w- neither, either of those guys weren't the pick or that they didn't? Obviously, EG, you said they were disappointed you, they didn't trade down. Yeah, I would have liked to them. I would have liked to have seen Kobe Altman be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, everyone, you know, there was a lot of talk about going into this with the, the JR contract and the, you know, there were lots of teams looking to trade, trade back. Um, yeah. you know, the, the Hawks are looking to trade back. Obviously if the Hawks and Cavs really were after both after Hunter, then, you know, then obviously they weren't going to be trading with the Hawks, but they, they, there were probably a number of teams they could have traded back with the Celtics, the, the Bulls sounded like they were interested in trading back the, the OKC traded a pick. I mean, there were, there were a lot of teams looking to, looking to get rid of first round, picks and you know they if if they weren't if they were if there was any concern at all about on their, their part about having redundancy at the guard position then the smart move would have been to find a find a good deal to to trade down with but 
clearly that didn't happen. And I don't know if it's because, you know, Kobe Altman just didn't find something that he liked enough or if, you know, the whole Dan Gilbert being not really being in commission with the stroke was a factor. But, you know, clearly they weren't as active as as the all the rumors were were yeah. sort of proliferating out there of being. So that was the only real disappointment for me other than if they would have if they would have taken bowl ball. But, um, look, I think what they got net net, they got, they got two shooters and last year they didn't have any. Yeah, like, that's true. Like they, Sexton came on at the, at the second half of the year because he started to come into his own a little bit, but you know, and, and teams were just starting to, to game plan for him a little bit. But they didn't have any three point shooting last year. It was, it was really hard to watch if you remember. So, so both these guys, so both hurt. these guys look like both these guys look like guys that will that will do that in spades if you give them the opportunity. Um, they they're both really good shooters from you know from the the little bits of film you can tell with uh, well with Garland. I, I, and, I, I do want to interrupt you because the Cavs have a third first round pick. What yeah, the Cavs have traded four second round picks in cash to Detroit for number thirty. And no. the player Milwaukee. they are taking, well, Milwaukee has it, but they've already traded it to Detroit. So um, the player they are taking is boy, Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if that, I, I, seriously, oh, this would have been it. I, I'm not kidding around. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. That, re- that reminds me, Nate, when we were watching and Adam Silver really took his time and drew out Anthony Bennett. And we thought we were getting uh, Alexi Len. Do you remember that? Yeah, Alex like, Len, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Alex Len. He's like, ah. And we're like, oh, my God, no, not Alex Len. And, and was then like, it was so Bennett. much worse. <laughs> I mean, it was worse. I don't know if I'd say it was so much worse. Well, Alex know, what is, Len is still is, in the league. But, I know, but he's not. He's not doing anything. Yeah, but I mean, he is at least <laughs> in the association. Uh, you don't think Anthony Bennett will be back? Uh, he <laughs> was a really good G leaguer last year, but no, I don't think he'll be back. But so the Cavs really. Can I chime in real quick on uh, Kevin Porter disappointment Jr.? or whatnot? Do you want? Because I about? think. Oh, yeah, I think I think they should have taken Culver to be honest. Oh yeah, because I thought he checked like all the boxes. He didn't have positional duplicity, and he can be like the secondary playmaker for a starting squad. And sure, he's not a great shooter, but he can't shoot at all. I I disagree. I mean, he shot like over thirty three percent his freshman year, and he kind of took a step back, but he still improved his game this year for sure. And I thought that if the Cavs were going to get lucky and be able to draft him, they would take the chance with him. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I thought, I thought Hunter was like their dream pick for whatever reason. But Culver is good at defense too, so I thought that that was like a good consolation prize. Yeah. So I thought that the one of the tweets of the night I just read was, "Did the Cavs just send out four seconds in cash for taller Jordan Clarkson to pair with oh, no. Sexton and actual Jordan Clarkson?" <laughs> <laughs> And that was by Estacio Rauli. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty Here's good. Here's the thing. The, we all know the Cavs aren't supposed to be good next year. In fact, they, they don't yes. want to be good if they want to keep their pick, which is now somehow the pick that 
that David Griffin <laughs> traded away for Kyle Korver, he now has back as the GM yeah. of the Pelicans for next year. So uh, clearly the Cavs don't want to be anywhere close to 10th in the, in the, the now like re-rigged lottery system. So yeah, what better way than to have basically no defense and just have a bunch of shooters and have some really entertaining games to get the fans, uh, keep the fans at least somewhat interested have have take another another bite at it next year and have all that cap room. They're gonna have something like eighty eight million dollars in cap room once all these these contracts are off the books. So yeah, and um, I just don't know why we're all upset about the the fact that hey, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I get it, building for the future, but the future is at least two two three years away for oh, this team. Yeah, I, like like I we can't look at this as like I mean, I feel like there's a little bit of residual leftover. Uh, of the we went to the finals the last four the four years before this last one with LeBron we a certain amount you know we won a title we we probably should have won at least one more maybe two and you know if not for, for Kevin Durant or the injuries but the truth is we're, it's a different team it's a, it's a different place now like you can't have those expectations it's the the NBA is a different game like, I know we all talk about defense and you know, we want the we want the guys to be locked down defenders like like Matisse Thybul and people like that. It's not what the game is anymore. Like it just isn't until you get to the finals. It doesn't matter. Like it's just shooting, and that's what we got. That's what the Cavs got. They got a bunch of shooting, so everyone should be really happy that you're going to have a fun team to watch next year. That, that's true, and I in some regards, and I will say, uh, you know, the Cavs drafted their. Kyle Korver in in what's his name Derek Windler or sure did I get his name right no something Windler <laughs> Dylan Windler Der- Dylan yeah Dylan Windler yeah no actually uh, don't hate that pick at twenty six uh, one thing I like about him I mean I think he's probably just alone in a gym probably an even better uh, shooter than Cam Johnson uh, who uh, was it Phoenix took at 11 at 11? Yeah. And who everybody said it was a big reach at 11, but you know, clearly shooting is premium in this year's draft. Uh, I was very, I really wanted the Cavs to get Brandon Clark or at least, you know, make a play at him. But now that they've gotten, you know, this kid, uh, Kevin Porter jr. At 30, I'm not a hundred percent disappointed in the draft. I still, to me, uh, Darius Garland is probably going to be a bust, but I, I'll admit I don't know that much about him other than what... you see me shooting stroke? I, I I have a little bit. I just don't... Again, these guys are shooting alone in a gym. So No, I mean, the shooting stroke from the, the tape of the four, the four the or five four games, games he played, played last yeah. year. No, he has a very good shooting stroke. So, And clearly the Cavs got four guys who can shoot and... Supposedly, the take on Kevin Porter Jr. is he can get anywhere in the draft or anywhere on the court, and um, but he is a real hit or miss player as a kid. A lot of character issues, but he's also the kind of player that, you know, if he overcomes those issues, he could be great. So big, high risk, high reward. And if you're giving up four second rounders to go after a player like that, I'm fine with that. So. I, I I actually don't hate the draft as much as I did, but boy, do they need some more wings. 
Like, they don't have any wings on that team. It's all guards and centers. They added one wing, yeah, and they're it's... probably losing um, uh, David Nawaba. So. You think so? I, I kind of figured with he, the coach. He's a restricted choice, free agent. So. Yeah, he I, is but a I kind restricted of figured... free agent, but the rumor I have heard was that they only signed him last year with the promise that they would not hold him to his restricted free agency. So... But still, a coach like Beeline, I would assume, would want to keep a guy like Nawaba around. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're not going to play him if you don't say so, because that was a problem this year anyway. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, and now it seems like between with Kevin Porter Jr. and um, Garland, they have a glut of guards. So somebody... And obviously, uh, he played the two a little bit. Somebody's going to have to go. So I, I and you're going to see a lot of three guard offense probably. Uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens. But so it should be fun. Um, any other? So who did you guys think any big winners you saw tonight? Um, in terms of who they drafted, I mean, obviously I like Memphis's draft getting uh Darius, not Darius Garland, um, Brandon Clark and uh. John Morant, I thought was a, a great draft for them. Um, I was a little baffled by Miami with all this take. The Cavs were going to trade cap space for, uh, for the 12th pick. And then who did Miami take end up taking Tyler Harrow. Oh yeah. Tyler Harrow, who my wife said was the worst dressed guy at the draft. She said he looked like he was wearing a carpet or, Either that or uh, textured wallpaper is what she described his jacket as. Yeah. But, yeah, it was an interesting... Oh, uh, yeah, draft. I actually think... I think uh, the Hawks had a great draft. I do. I, I mean, they, yeah. Got, yeah. they got lucky because the Wizards took Rui Hachimura in ninth, but <laughs> they basically yeah, got, like, the highest floor that. player in Hunter, and then they got, like, the highest ceiling player in uh, Redis. Yeah, so I think it's a good. Uh, that was a very good combo. They both can defend. And... I like. Yeah, I like Memphis's draft. They got John Morant and Brandon Clark, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. That's what I said. Um, yeah. Who did uh, the did the Hawks get anybody else? By the way, we should have bet something on where Brandon Clark was going to go in the draft because <laughs> I think I'm I did say I outside the. I think I did say outside the top twenty, but yeah. There you go. And and interestingly, I I got served a little bit. Where did he go? He went twenty one. Yeah, he went twenty one. So he did go again ahead of Tybal, which I thought he would. No, he went behind Tybal. Oh, did he? Yeah, Tybal went twenty. That's right. So I was wrong. Yeah. Although I thought Tybal had probably had my favorite interview of the whole draft, talking about. Oh his yeah, mom. that was. And actually, he seemed remarkably well spoken. There's a lot of guys. You can you can tell the Canadians. I mean, they just kind of have a whole different um, kind of attitude about them. So it, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought Atlanta had a really good draft. Um, still going on. Pelicans obviously. obviously. Pelicans obviously, but yeah, I, they, oh, uh, yeah. I I thought Griff just killed it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I thought um, getting uh, Jackson Hayes, that was a little, maybe a little tad early, but I guess like it really fits what they're trying to do. And then getting uh, Nikhil 
Alexander Walker was a great pick. I thought that's who I really wanted at 26 for the Cavs. So. Um, yeah, no, I thought a, a lot of people had uh, Jackson Hayes in their top five. So I didn't think that was, you know, if that's part of your analytics, I didn't think that was that big of a stretch. I think the only reason Jackson Hayes probably out of the top five is it's not really a center's league anymore. But, uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree with, with that take. I thought he just killed the draft. I mean, who else Who else did they get? Oh, yeah, you, you, you covered it. Um, I thought Boston just had the oddest draft. Like their draft didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Romeo Langford, they their get another team an- doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. They got another guard. <laughs> <laughs> they got another guard who can't shoot. Uh, they gave Matisse Tybel to the Sixers, and then they got Grant- actually like Grant Williams uh, for them. No, but he got he no, got he- traded too. Yeah, and he got traded too. Like their draft. I mean, Danny Ainge is the one. I mean, he went Danny- to like Oklahoma City, didn't he? Yeah, Danny Ainge is probably. Uh, you know, he was a baseball player and he was a, a uh, basketball player, but he might have been the best punter in the history of the NBA, NFL. Like, that guy just. And they got punts. rid of Aaron yeah. Baines, too, right? Yeah, he Aaron just Baines punts on his drum picks every year. And Aaron Baines was like their second best player last year. <laughs> <laughs> second or third? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, they got. So they got Ty Jerome? No, no, that's who they traded. Utah got Ty Oh, Jerome. no, they. So no. Boston traded Aaron That's Baines right. and Ty Jerome for Phoenix's 2020 pick via the Bucks. So bizarre. I it's so none hard of it makes any sense. No, and Darius Baisley, that's who Utah guy, the guy who didn't go, that just basically took the year off. So who knows if he's yeah. any good? All I know what Boston's going to do. They're just going to they're going to pay through the nose to re-sign Rozier and. Uh, What's his name? Marcus Smart, and mm-hmm. just bring that the dream team back together. Go go back and get Isaiah Thomas so they can replicate President Stevens' best outing as a as a coach and yeah. get to the get to the Eastern Conference Finals before they get exposed. They just need to get rid of Kyrie and they'll be good again. Oh, that's gonna happen. Yeah, I thought PJ Washington for Charlotte was just an odd pick. Like Charlotte just taking another mediocre power forward. <laughs> it's like MJ that's what they MJ. do every year. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, E.G. Rui Hachimura to the Wizards is just so classic. Japanese Jordan. <laughs> Japanese Jordan. Yep. Uh, a guy. I mean, what was that pick? I don't know. He's only played basketball like three years. <laughs> yeah. Matt, that was I mean, a ninth overall pick. Yeah. I mean, let's, go get a, let's go get a tweener who's never, who's only played for three years to go with our. <laughs> Our maxed out point guard who can't play because he's blew out his ACL and our no, uh, foot foot injury our foot or yeah. may, who, who may never be the same player and our shooting our our best player who will probably wind up dumping at the at the deadline for to the Lakers or somebody like that. Yeah. Oh God, don't do that. Well, and the funny thing about Rui Hachimura is his skill set is post ups and being awful at at defense, and it's like like. What century is it that you're going to score a bunch of points on post-up and ISOs with your power forward? It's just not that league anymore. Well, so, yeah, I don't know. He's not, he's not Kobe or he's not Kawhi. So, but yeah, that's we'll what see. they were. I think Jay Billis was trying to, 
make that comparison, and I was like, I think Jay Billis is drunk. Uh, Jay Billis's draft board was a little nuts all night. I mean, he had Bowl Bowl um, way rated high. Uh, I'm surprised Nick Claxon's still on the board. Um, yeah. No, he was like standing on the table for Nasser Little. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nasser from, like, Little. The eighth yeah. Pick, yeah, from like the eighth pick on. Yeah. And then, of course, Lugens Dort. And it's interesting because I think a lot of the reason some of these guys slide through the teens is all these teams have made promises already. And they're just, they have to hold to those promises. So guys that, you know, you might think as a lottery pick, if you don't go in the lottery, all of a sudden you're sliding all the way to the early 20s because all these guys right after the lottery have promises in place. Mm. That sounds like um, the speech that uh, Brandon Clark's agent probably made to him. (laughs) Hey, you watch. He's going to be good. (laughs) But, But the other thing, I mean, there are just more guys that are eligible than there are spots to draft them. So, I mean... The the CBS Sports draft board I'm looking at right now has 113 people on it. So, I mean, obviously only 60 of those guys are going to get drafted. So, uh, round two is starting. Yeah, yeah, and it's the speed round. So, yeah, the speed but, round. Uh, oh, what was some of the weird trends like? Um, it, did anybody notice anything with suits or did anybody else? Uh, no one's wearing socks and they're all like <laughs> pulling their pants up really high. It's Claxon really, just went to the Nets. Really weird looking. That's a nice pick for the next Nets. Like why are socks out right now? I, I don't know. I thought the little medallions everybody was wearing. Oh yeah. Like, everyone's was, wearing like a Japanese RPG pendant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Final, pretty, Final pretty Fantasy weird. NBA edition. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much. What it feels oh, like. did you see the Darius Garland uh, photo comp to the dude with his robe? <laughs> Darius Garland. Yeah, now they have Jedi and the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, they posted it next to a picture of the dude. Yeah, from, and uh, he looked like the dude from Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The robe was similar. I tell you who, so who do you think, I tell you who the biggest loser of the night was, was the green room, because the guys they projected to go in the green room, I mean, to have Bol Bol still sitting there at, at 32, that's not a good look for the NBA, when you no. invite a guy to the green room. and Especially he, when he wears his giant spider suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, <laughs> did you notice that all the draft profile picks that were like on Twitter and stuff, all they all had red eye. <laughs> so they made um Bol Bol look even stranger. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 my favorite Bond villain ever. <laughs> yeah, that suit was, was something else. But he just doesn't look like he must have the most narrow shoulders of anybody I've ever seen. I mean, he's got the shoulders of Marilyn Monroe. It's so odd. <laughs> now that is a comp I did not expect to hear tonight. Yeah, Cole Paul and Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> there you go. That's. I thought Leguen's Dort was supposed to be good, and Carson Edwards too. These yeah. guys haven't gone, and Taylor Horton Tucker, and Bruno Fernando. Like, aren't these guys all projected like top fifteen? A lot of well, there's like forty guys projected top fifteen. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Eli, what was any big? What was your big surprise of the night? What surprised you the most? 
I think how bad the Suns did is like the biggest shocker because everyone bought into James Jones being a great basketball mind, but the moves they made today were just so puzzling. I mean, they basically gave up Jarrett Culver for Saric and Cam Johnson, and they gave away Warren. Had to give up a second, a really good second round pick to do that. Yeah, they gave away just... Ty Warren, and everybody's like. Why wouldn't you just – he's got a decent contract. Why wouldn't you trade him straight out? Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. I, I just – it just blows my mind how, like, they just made really bad moves tonight, except the trade with Danny Ainge where they got Aaron Baines. But besides <laughs> that, everything has been really bad today for them. And I'm I'm really shocked. And I, uh, I'm actually – I think for the Cavs, I'm really shocked that the J.R. Smith thing didn't come to fruition because it felt like a lot of teams – after seeing what Atlanta got for Atari and Prince and with Brooklyn, like everyone thought that the J.R. Smith trade would be just as fruitful. And obviously that's not coming come to fruition at all. I mean, I mean it, to me, it's one of a couple things. Either A, they totally misjudged the market and just overplayed their hand, or, well, I guess three things. Or B, nobody wants, because teams are trying to get cheap talent this year, they just don't want to give the Cavs anything. Or they don't want to give up who they're drafting, you know, teams like Miami. And maybe there's still a trade in play, but it's for a pick next year. Um, and then, or C, you know, and this is my dark horse conspiracy, conspiracy theory, is that the, <laughs> <laughs> the Cavs aren't as, you know, want to spend anymore as they might have been in the past because we kind of don't know what the story with Dan Gilbert is. You know, mm. it, we it, it's been pretty silent running on the Dan Gilbert front on how he's actually doing. Yeah, I haven't doing. heard anything. Yeah. The the last update I heard was that he is in quote-unquote intensive rehab. He's moving to a facility for intensive rehab. But to to me that doesn't sound good. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know what the future holds for the Cavs. I know. I hope Dan makes a recovery, but a stroke's oh. pretty yeah. big deal. I mean, he was in the hospital when it happened, but, you know, that doesn't always bode well. So, yeah, a stro- yeah, strokes aren't good in general. So what about you, E.G.? Any, what was your big surprise? Um, yeah, I'd probably go with just how how badly phoenix botched it although the wizards man like <laughs> taking taking hachimura that high i couldn't believe that um yeah yeah that, i mean other, otherwise stretch. i mean the the top i mean really the top five went went pretty much chalk and then i i was surprised i guess my biggest surprise is the cat didn't move around a little bit and take advantage of the jr contract yeah. and maybe that just wasn't worth what what uh, people thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of dumb NBA teams, for sure. Uh, the Celtics, the Celtics to me, were the uh, the sons of this draft. I mean, I felt like they really could have controlled the draft, and they just kind of made lateral moves the whole night. But um, I, And I'm trying to think of what the other big surprise for me. Um, I actually thought... Uh, Dumbaya going to the Pistons at 15 was a big surprise. Um, I mean, talk about a team like if you're the Wizards and you got a chance at him 
or if you're um you know the Suns like doesn't Dumbaya make a much better long-term play than Hachimura or Cam Johnson but I don't know or or even Miami cuz I don't I don't know how good Tyler Harrow is but yeah it's it's an interesting it was an interesting draft I'm, I I liked Goga Bitadze for uh the Pacers uh what what did they call him um Oh, the guy whose idol is Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That was that, that's, well, that's a good rough. Comp. Yeah, and I thought the Spurs taking Lucas Semanic uh, was pretty high, but I mean, all in all, I I just think a lot of these teams end up outthinking themselves. I, I mean, thought... the Spurs probably just didn't see anyone they liked, and they're like, yeah. you know, we got to keep up appearances, and so they just drafted a Croatian. You know? <laughs> yeah, they probably just picked a foreign name out of a hat. Pretty much. So, uh, any take on the Cavs in general over the last couple of weeks? I know uh, we talked a little bit a few weeks ago about uh, the Cavs' uh, new head coach, Beeline, and then they hired what only the, I think maybe the third NBA assistant that is a woman. Um, I can't remember her name. Well, other than Becky, yeah, Hammond, other than Becky Hammond, and well, yeah. the first college head coach to That's be true. Yeah. hired as an assistant. There are there are already female assistant coaches in the NBA. Yeah. What was uh, yeah. her name? Eli. Lindsay Gottlieb. Yeah. Gottlieb. Like I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I assume it's the same pronunciation as the other, like okay. Doug, Doug Gottlieb. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if but, there's a relation uh, there. I don't think there is, yeah. but I I think it's pretty cool that they're going forward thinking with a move like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, my my hot take was <laughs> it's tokenism because they didn't give Becky Hammond an interview, but that's you you know me, I'm a social justice warrior, so or rather a social justice cavalier. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Um, any any comments on the news of the last few weeks or any thoughts going into free agency, Eli? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the Cavs do because they're going to have to make some trades. You can't have, like, six centers going into the season. So Well, you can, um, but it, be... it usually doesn't bode well. I mean, they didn't draft any big men, I'll, I will say that. So Yeah, I'll... If they directed Bull Bull, I would be in the same boat as EG because that's <laughs> that would have been unacceptable. But um, I'll, I'll be interesting to see if they trade Tristan Thompson or if they move Henson without ever getting like a, an actual look at him playing. So that's a that's a really interesting question for me entering kind of free agency and trying to figure out the team for the long term. Interesting. What about you, uh, EG? Anything you're looking forward to going I mean, into free agency, or? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how how much more uh, Rob Palenka can fail. Oh my gosh! Top yeah. Of GM. Yeah. Wow. Because because it was basically with the with the Woj information tonight, it was essentially Wait, like, oh no, tonight? this is what. Well, that he basically confirmed that you know with all this all this sort of smokescreen of the last week since the trade went, you know, was like agreed upon that, oh no, the Lakers have have time to like try to 
you know, make make some of these other thi- these other like moving parts work, like get other teams involved or get some relief from the Pelicans with the trading the fourth pick because the problem is it, it just I mean, we all kind I mean, if you haven't been following it, basically the difference is between July 6th and July 30th and oh right the, when the when the trade right. goes down yeah, so if it goes down like to six then they yeah they've only got 23 23.5 million to spend on basically trying to fill out a team that only has five people under contract right now and they if they could have had the pelicans delay until the 30th it would they would have had more like 32 million Right, I and this that. is also for, for providing that that Anthony Davis waves his like four point one million dollar um, trade kicker, which he's not going to do. Like, what? Why would you? Why would you leave four million dollars on the table? Unless you know, I mean, I, unless there's a there's a clutch play involved. But even with that, they'd only have twenty seven, which wouldn't be enough to sign another max free agent. So now they're looking at having to essentially fill out the roster with a bunch of like. Whatever they can get guys, for you know basically. five and ten yeah five and ten million dollar vet minimum guys and it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting like all these Laker fans that are talking about oh we're gonna get Kyrie or we're gonna get uh, <laughs> you know uh, what's his name from Charlotte Kemba or we're gonna get you know this that and the other things like no you're probably gonna wind up with you know who's the who's the dude from Patrick who's Beverly? the dude from uh, no, I don't, Patrick Beverly, like you said, I agree with you. Like, I think he, this is his last chance to get the bag. Like, why is yeah. he going to go take a cut rate deal with the Lakers? Like, oh, he'll I, get a I better deal from you, the yeah. he'll get a better deal from the Clippers. Even yeah, after they're not they going to be able to, to get afford fly. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> like, they're no, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they, trying right now. Rob, right now, Rob Palinka is trying to trade Mo. What's his name? Mo. Maurice <laughs> um, Wagner. <laughs> Mo. Yeah, Mo, Mo Wagner. Wagner Jamario something or other, not Moon, but another Jamario. <laughs> oh man, I missed Jamario Moon. And and uh, one other guy that that was on the team. These like yes. scrub Scrubs guys. Rookies. There's only they only have they only have they have they basically got almost forty million tied up in LeBron. They'll have almost thirty million tied up in in uh, AD, and then the rest of it's Kuzma, and yeah. then old contracts that they're still paying off yeah ba- so, and cap holds yeah and they're gonna have to yeah, cap all their cap for holds. guys yeah yeah no it's crazy and it's just a mess like it is and, I, I, look you could probably get you could probably get those three guys and a couple of g-leaguers but what do you do for a bench oh absolutely well and the funny thing is it's like any basically moderately competent uh, NBA blogger who you know follows his cap stuff would have probably worked for like literally peanuts in the in the Lakers uh, in a Lakers office with a laptop and could have done a better job putting timing this trade than Rob Palenka. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like how do you not? I mean, and even if the even if the like insisted on it and they're just like, hey, look. We're, you know, if you want AD, this is the this is the price, I'm, and I'm sure that's probably what what Griffin did. Because why wouldn't you, right? Oh yeah. Um, I if I'm Griff, the only the only thing Griff probably should have held out for was was Kuzma over Ingram, but that's just a personal preference for me because right. I can't stand because you Ingram. like you like and, well, yeah, and also I don't think and also Ingram's that got either. that that blood problem too. Yeah. Yeah, like Kuzma oh, at least yeah, can yeah. shoot and. 
has some has some motor to him. Like like Ingram's just he's just that the sleepy eyed killer. Like he <laughs> and he's got the blood the blood issue, which who knows how how yeah that could be know, bad. That. It didn't sound like it's, it's Chris Bosh level bad, but it still could be. And you know, I mean, I don't. They weren't making the trade for those guys. They were making the trade for the the rights to basically control the Lakers draft or two teams draft for the next seven years. Yeah, that's crazy. They're they're gonna be like the Celtics of the last seven years. Just like, wait, how do they have so many picks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lakers aren't gonna have another draft pick till like three years after LeBron. Well, no, gone. they'll have the pick, but in every other year, but they'll have to trade it to New Orleans if it's if it's higher than New Orleans. Like if Anthony Davis yeah. gets hurt, the Lakers won't be good until like 2030 well, at best. Let's let's take this idea. What if LeBron James suffers a serious injury towards the end of next year, this coming season, and yeah. that's going to put him out halfway through the season or longer through the next year? Well, what is Anthony Davis's incentive to re-sign with the Lakers then? You know, they could be. Out I mean, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis is going to do. I'm convinced Anthony Davis is going to do whatever LeBron wants him to do. And oh, yeah. here's here's the thing I don't get about the NBA. You know how like Bill Simmons's shtick for like ten years was that the draft <laughs> was rigged, and lots of people took it seriously. Like, oh, we really need to have you know cameras and multiple you know reps from each team behind there, just so that everyone knows you know. There's nothing funny going on here. And then the Donahue thing happened, and then, it, again, it brought the integrity of the league into question, and it was like, oh, we really need to make sure. You know, we got these two-minute drills and all this nonsense. Like, how is the LeBron-Rich Paul connection and what just went down with AD not smell way worse than anything like that? And yet, it's just like no one's really doing anything about it. Like, I mean, the fact that the league find him some money and then it just happened anyway a couple months later it just seems like i'm not saying by the letter of the law there's anything wrong with you know rich paul being an agent i'm just saying it's pretty bold the way they go about this stuff and then all these clutch guys get overpaid at lebron's you know wishes or or speaking of there's just being overpaid it's just i mean there's no precedent for this for a superstar with like two years left on his contract demanding out and demanding a particular team like that. I mean that, you know, I mean the fact that he did that really left. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised Griff got as much as he did. I think it was the fact that the Lakers were just a dumpster fire. And so they actually felt some pressure, but you know, the fact that Anthony Davis went out and did that really sabotaged like, the whole Pelican season and potentially their future. Oh, I'm, and the funny thing is, is about this whole Anthony Davis, Willie Wade is trade trade kicker. No rich Paul client ever left money on the table. So clearly he's not waving that, that trade kicker, which ironically hurts the Lakers. But yeah, a hundred percent. He's just going to make it back in uh, his salary for uh, space, Jam. space jam too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds like an is is shaping up to sound like an. By the un, way, I I think movie. that's I think that's absolutely you know it'll be an unwatchable movie, but it will be basically just a money laundering service for <laughs> LeBron to get guys to come play for the team because it'll be like yeah, we're not going to pay you any money. It's like oh you'll get no money to actually play on the team. You'll just sign the vet minimum, but I'm going to take care of you on the on the movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking for anybody that, that's. 
taking that seriously, but um, but sort of wink, wink, joking. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it. They don't. The, the league doesn't even seem to really care that much about keeping no. up appearances in this case. No, which is and, a little bit surprising no. to me. And and I will say, I I think Adam Silver is is kind of taking the league in a bad direction on that. I mean, this all this stupid tampering stuff. Yet this stuff goes on. Um, you know, I think is a horrible decision to get rid of one and done. I think it's just you think teams draft poorly now. When we go back to drafting high school players, it's just going to be a gong show, and you're going to get a third of team, a third of NBA rosters will be unplayable. You know, it's just that's going to be a mess. So I don't know. I mean, I just think Adam Silver and you know Mallory's been screaming on the email threads. You know, the NBA has become a league where the drama matters more. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I watched that whole NBA Finals, and I was like, this isn't even, this should be so captivating. And all everyone wants to talk about is Durant's future and what this means in free agency and Anthony Davis. It's like, that stuff's supposed to be less captivating than the NBA Finals. Yeah, and it, the, and it, yeah. It, it wasn't covered that way. Yeah, the fact yeah. that the Raptors won their first championship was the third yeah. biggest story that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I think I I'm. What do you think Kawhi does? Eg. Well, he was at a Toronto Blue Jays game tonight, taking weirdly taking pictures of Mike Trout instead of just asking him, you know, going up and talking to him because Kawhi <laughs> just rolls like that. But, <laughs> but board I don't man, know. Boardman gets pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, board man gets pictures, eats apples. Um, I don't. I I honestly don't know why you'd leave a championship team, especially when they there doesn't seem to be any sort of reasonable facsimile of a team that will challenge you coming out of the West next year. Or I the mean, East. Certainly, I'm a Golden State <laughs> or the East. Yeah, I mean, look, you look at it, like Kyrie's falling away. Like they, Kyrie's probably going to go to the Nets or the Knicks. I mean, who knows? Wherever, sure Kyrie, wherever Kyrie goes, unless they already have a really good team, he will sabotage their team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I think the Nets are having second thoughts now after, you know, it might be harder to get Durant there with with the injury. That changed everything. As you see now where the the Golden State's potentially offering a, a delayed sign-in trade for KD where basically they say, look, Sign the sign the max, the five year max that only we can give you because, you know, <laughs> not the super max because it's not his team. I know, just the max deal, and then for like a hundred and fifty seven or whatever it is, and then we'll trade you during the season so that we can get assets back, but we'll trade you to whichever team you want to go to and figure it out. Yeah, and we'll t- the pay problem that with that is better portion of yeah, the, the salary pro- cap. Yeah, the problem with that is, is that there's no guarantee that he, they'd be able to make a deal with a team that he wants to go to ultimately. But that's still a way for him to get to maximize his money while not having to like wait a year and just opt into a you know his 31 million dollar you know player option deal and and hit the market again next summer. So when people are wondering if he's fully recovered from the from the Achilles, yeah. Yeah, uh, so what's the Eli, you, what's the Horford uh, news? Is that all? Was that all made up? No, no, it wasn't. So hold on, before we get yeah. to that, Eli. So can he sign a five-year deal, or can he only sign a four-year? So Durant, 
can sign a five-year full max, but not a where super he gets max. thirty. Correct, not a super okay. max where you can get like the thirty-five percent of the cap rule. Okay, so he only gets like an eight percent raise on what he currently makes. So. Okay, thank you, thank you. And yep. then, so before we get to Tom Eli, where do you think uh, Kawhi's going? Oh, uh, I think he's going to sh- sign a short deal with the Raptors. Like a uh, he'll probably plus be like one. oh. Yeah, one plus one or two plus one. Because isn't the CBA up next year, um, or is it two years from now? So he might structure it where he has the player option in that like lockout year, just in case the CBA gets crushed and players like make less money somehow. Yeah. Also, so, also your uh, Swanson microwave dinner is finished. <laughs> it's actually my uh, rice cooker. <laughs> okay, so. T- is that Come my on, my Stouffer's, opinion is Nate, you got to represent. He's on the West Coast now. <laughs> I know, but you got to act like he took it with uh, him. Yeah, that's that's the competition for me. So <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so I think is, he. Is, oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I think he he does a two plus one as well. But um, yes. So to your point, Tom. Yes, the Horford story is real. He uh, opted out of his thirty million dollar option for this year and what is he 34 and he's thinking somebody is going to give him a long-term deal worth more than 30 million so he wants a three or four year deal at 34 which in the case of chris paul we all saw is a very bad idea yep (laughs) um unless your name's lebron james that's probably a bad contract and we don't know if that's a good contract if your name is lebron james so yeah, there's a short list of people that that would be a good contract. Yeah, for. and they're all in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. Um, Anna Horford's in the Twitter Hall of Fame, though. <laughs> she is. She is. Or the Hall of Shame. One of the yeah. two. One of the two. Um, okay, and EG is signing off the pod. So uh, we, we, we've got EG's takes, but... Hopefully he will be back because Bull Bull is not on the Cavs. So. <laughs> oh, he of the tiny shoulders. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's old Bull Bull and uh, and Al Horford hope, wanting to get more money and apparently not resigning with the Celtics. But the Celtics are have kind of turned into a dumpster fire. I mean, they punted on these picks for year after year after year and kind of never pulled the trigger on a big trade. And now their picks aren't worth what they used to be. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them going forward. I mean, the the story on them is they're going to build around Jalen Brown and uh, and uh, who's the other guy? Um, Tatum. Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Tatum. Tatum. Yeah, who both guys you know did not perform last year to no. expectation. Yeah, Tatum actually got worse, but. You know, you had you had flat Earth uh, cancer on that yeah. team. Yeah. Well, so. and, and Terry Rozier had a really bad year. You got to wonder how much he's a confidence player, and the Kyrie situation just messed him up. Yeah, and now there's a rumor of <laughs> a three-way deal with Chris Paul going to the Celtics, um, uh, Brandon Hayward going to uh, the Rockets, I think. And or no to Minnesota, and then um, the guy going to the Rockets would be Andrew Wiggins. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> Ooh, that'd be interesting. That, it's like a, a a three card money of horrible contracts. <laughs> so, and it's funny because, I mean, as bad as the the uh, what's the guy's name from Boston? It's killing me. I'm so bad tonight. Who? Uh, I just mentioned his name. <laughs> Rosier. No, the Hayward. 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 Yeah, Hayward. Gordon as Hayward. Bad as you, called him, you called him Brandon Hayward. <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward's contract is uh, Chris Paul's and Andrew Wiggins is much, much worse. So we'll see how that situation works. Uh, as, as the rumors of them not even be able to talk to each other kind yeah. of got blown up by the Rockets. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And. There's going to be it's going to be a wild free agency period, that's for sure. I mean, you're going to what what's your crazy prediction for free agency, Eli? What's your craziest prediction? Man, that's uh that's tough. I think the craziest prediction is that a lot of people think Jimmy Butler is like gone from the 76ers. Hmm. I think that's like the common theme. I think he stays, and I think Tobias Harris actually leaves. Oh. Well, I heard, the, so the rumor I heard was that they want to bring them all back, and they are not that worried about the salary cap. So that'll mm. be interesting. It would be interesting. Um, I mean, they could be competitive. They're they're close. Yeah. Same with the Bucks. Yeah. I. My kind of crazy prediction is that Kevin Durant, will come back sometime next year and he will tell teams that he's coming back sometime next year and he'll sign with some goofy random team like Phoenix or something. Just like something that just doesn't make any sense. Hmm. But that probably that's probably not going to happen, but just throwing out a goofy random prediction. But where do you think uh, Kyrie ends up, Tom? I don't know. Um, that's you, a good one. I mean, I... I guess I guess Brooklyn's the one that everyone's saying there's a lot of smoke there. Um I think he's going to end up someplace crazy like the like the Pacers or something weird. No, nah, not the Pacers. They just uh added to they don't have much cap space, but maybe like Dallas or something weird like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. You know, as a second tier side. The one thing the guy that kind of I'm baffled that he doesn't get more press is Julius Randle averaged twenty one and nine last year, and is oh like, for the Pelicans, yeah, and he's considered like a third tier free agent. I'm like, how is he not at the bottom of the top tier? I mean, he's yeah. only twenty four and he's averaging twenty one and nine. So I don't yeah, know. He I, got he got overshadowed a lot. I could see him ending up uh, on the Clippers for sure. I'm uh, surprised more people aren't talking about the Clippers after what they did in the playoffs. Yeah. I I am too, but I I think part of the reason is the L.A. Lakers incompetence kind of sucks all the air out of the room too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's hard to it's it's not that entertaining to uh, have sports news about you know quietly um, going about your business and doing a good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Did you guys hear the thing about um uh, ba- uh Ball's dad? Oh, what's his name? LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball is no longer going to be on any ESPN platform. They will no longer interview him <laughs> <laughs> now that he's no longer in L.A. <laughs> yeah. So, no longer newsworthy there. So, 
But, uh, yeah, I think we're kind of wrapping up the draft talk here. Um, Tom, you got anything to pitch? Any any interesting hmm. stories from the last few weeks? Oh, my I, gosh. I know you and Eli wanted to debate um, Ben and I on the uh, Kevin Arnovitz article about getting rid of the draft. Oh, did Eli want to? I know Mallory did. Oh, was but... it Mallory? Oh, I thought you said no, it, was yeah. it was Mallory, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the funny... I mean, I don't I don't have anything detailed to say. I just think that I think that, you know, I've noticed this trend over the last five, 10 years, um, kind of everywhere, but in particular sports journalism is becoming very pro player, which is fine. But I feel like everyone's sort of forgetting that this is an entertainment business that's built on disposable income. And so, you know, it's it's not really good business um, to just kind of thumb your nose at fans. And reading that Arnovitz article, it just it just felt like that. You know, this idea that all oh, players are so unhappy, and it's just like regular people can't. You know, I can't have any sympathy for multimillionaires with guaranteed contracts not being happy because they don't play in the city they prefer. Like the whole point of pro sports is to create competitive balance it's set up the way it is for a reason and so every time someone like arnovitz makes some kind of comparison to well imagine you you're just like no don't don't imagine yourself at your desk (laughs) job that that makes no sense like don't imagine that because that's not that's that's the real world that everyone else lives in the you know the elite of elite of elite of elite athletes of which there are very few that play professional sports are literally playing in an alternate world with an alternate economy. And, you know, it has different rules. And so the payoff is that you become world famous and you make millions, if not tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars playing a sport. That's the payoff. So That but has this, no practical application to society other than entertainment. Other than it's entertainment. It allows the rest of us to enjoy something and blow up some steam. I'm not saying it's not a valuable thing for society to have entertainment like that or or movies or any other kind of culture or art i'm just saying like this idea that you know i guess i understand it a little more when you see kind of like this pro player stuff around football because they don't have guaranteed contracts and because you know now we have this um growing body of knowledge that pro football players when they retire they have health problems that i mean we're not i don't not really seeing that from NBA players, but yeah, I just, I just felt like that article was just insufferable, I guess is the best word that I would use for, for that. And that's the kind of thing that would hurt, um, a city like Cleveland. Um, you know, there's a reason people that make hundreds of millions of dollars don't generally buy like houses in Cleveland as their second house. They coalesce in a couple of locations where other, wealthy famous people are and where there's you know that kind of thing so if you want to turn let's see here's the thing i you were talking about adam silver earlier i wonder if you know adam silver and and just the leadership of the nba is just banking on the globalization of the game and they're not they're okay with getting away from the traditional style which was that basketball like baseball was a local sport you know, it was your your revenue was really coming from your local areas and your local TV deals. And they're just thinking like, oh, it's a star driven league. As long as enough people are watching around the world, 
we don't really care if you know these uh well if, we're, if we're we still don't, a ways we away from that if we don't i know we are and there has been decent competitive balance i don't know if it's anything the league has done so much as just i think some smaller market teams have had better leadership um but you know if you i, I guess watching what you know durant did with the with the Warriors, I didn't think that was good for the league. Taking basically a super oh, team yeah. and then taking like the best or second or third best player in the league and just adding him to that super team. And now watching LeBron kind of like pull strings to get Anthony Davis, it just it feels like if this is the future of the league where stars are big enough to just decide the fate of um, team structures, I don't know that that is good for fans. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I wasn't really on the opposite side because if you actually read what I wrote, I took a lot of umbrage with him. But the other part of it is, is like, it's very click trolly. You know, it is, it is design. It is an article designed to get people that, you know, think the way you do and think it's a ridiculous idea to click and see how ridiculous it is. And then people that agree with them to go, yeah, you tell them, Arnovitz. You know, it's, yeah. it's the yeah. kind of, you know, we used to call it clickbait, but it's like, that's cliche now. It's like, you're almost, it's click trolling. Like you're just, you're, you're appealing to the people that are for you and against you. So I, yeah, maybe it's kind of the worst kind of, article because and he really didn't delve into how it would work economically and how it would work for the league it was all up in the field it was he got all caught up in his fifis so well the other thing is the that, central that, that's the central for uh, you young you older guys the central yeah i don't know what that is the central premise that was like oh look in the real world you can move wherever you want. And it's like, no, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But if you get a job, right, if you go in for an interview and they hire you, you don't then get to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to live in park city, Utah. So I'm just going to like take my laptop you gave me and I'm going to go work there. Cool. Like very few companies are going to do that and just be like, sure, just go wherever you want. They're going to tell you, no, this is where we need you. And they may move you around. And those are terms of your employment. So, yes, you can quit your job and start your own company and have full agency other than dealing with government regulations in the IRS. But your day-to-day business can be your own. And so this idea that he's making some kind of comparison to all of us regular Joes grinding it out nine to five, it's like, oh, you guys can go wherever you want. It's like, no, we can't. (laughs) I mean, so I just, yeah, but that's 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 like my new thing to hate on is bad analogies. So like in the in the in the tech world and in the innovation world now, everyone every analogy is to cell phones and smartphones are a bit unique in my opinion for a variety of reasons. And so acting like every other area of technology could is analogous to the the uh, evolution of the smartphone market to me is is silly, but that's how everything is compared nowadays. And it's just like, okay, whatever. It, it's groupthink, like you were saying before. <laughs> it is. I, I yeah. It was funny because on the blog, and I wish I could remember who said it, but there's like, you know, by that mode of thinking, you would have four teams in New York and three teams in Chicago and maybe two teams in Miami. And it's like, but then you're going to saturate the market and it doesn't make any sense. 
mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've got to spread these around to basically get the maximum amount of TV viewership across the country. And it's the whole reason that this is, you know, going on. It, you know, there's a reason you make this much money. It's yeah. not because, uh, you're so good at basketball is because the NBA has marketed the sport really well and has figured out, you know, we've kind of evolved to the optimal marketing or optimal to this point marketing model for the NBA and letting everybody play where they want to play isn't really a great situation. And the other thing is, you know, the whole reason for the draft is that it's collectively bargained and that, you know, the kind of the counterpoint to that is that you don't have teams signing guys out of high school for 10 years for $80,000 a year. You know, right. <laughs> you don't have these exploitive contracts because you have a union, but you know, it's a give and take. So yeah, yeah it, it was, it was a bad article I thought, but whatever I saw, there was a low article the other day that was similarly trolly. So, so the question is like, is there a peak pro sports or is this just gonna, with every generation, are the contracts going to get more and more ludicrous and the revenue going to get crazier? Is it like there's a limited supply and the population of the globe keeps increasing and the standard of living across planet earth keeps increasing. And so there's more disposable income to watch professional sports leagues, which have been around for a while. There aren't like new ones popping up all the time. And so Bronny Jr. is going to be making like a billion dollars like before he plays his first game. Or are we are we going to get to a point at some point where people are like, yeah, no, I'm not going to pay like four hundred dollars for a ticket and, you know, whatever. I mean, it's it's not that interesting. What do you where do you see us 10 years from now? Well, we're going to be living in a democratic socialist paradise, Tom. Oh, I'm, oh, right. Yes. <laughs> we'll be living or dying. <laughs> you know, I'm just messing. Um, no, I, I, I mean, these are much bigger socioeconomic questions than just the NBA, but I, I certainly don't think large amounts of disposable income, unless we have a, you know, another big recession anytime soon are going away. And, you know, people, the boomers have ripped us off for so many decades that they literally and them and corporations are literally trying to find things to spend their money on. So there will be plenty of disposable income for the foreseeable. So there There was my political rant. Nice. And and I'll just leave it at that. Nice. (laughs) Anyway, and we don't even have Eli back there. He's just kind of lurking in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, what'd you say, Eli? Oh, I just, I just, I'm just trying to soak up all the wisdom from you, uh. <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do you? What's your take on all that? Do you, I don't think the draft's going away anytime soon. Oh, I agree. There's no way um, that the draft is going anywhere. Yeah, and uh, you know, the draft is like it's an environment that is created uh, inorganically. And sports, the sports leagues are created inorganically. So why would it have to be similar to the normal life of everyone else in the world? It doesn't have to be. So there's no reason to ever just conform to that. Well, and, um, and it's a huge marketing event. It's a giant commercial. Excuse me, commercial for the league. You know, why are they getting rid of that? 
Exactly. I mean, uh, I've been, you know, refreshing Twitter every 10 seconds today. Yeah. It's, you know, and that's huge money for the league. And that's, you know, why would they just easily give that up for these people to sign these business deals on the side or, yeah. you know, choose their own paths? You know, it, it's, it's not going to be a viable business. It, it's social media for men. Oh, Bull Bull to the heat. Number four. Oh. Thank God for Bull. Which number was he? 34? 44. Whoa, 44. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cool. The Lakers just traded into the second round, too. <laughs> so we'll see. This has been the first year that they haven't had a draft party for the Lakers. So, But they, yeah. Wow, that suit is insane. That, that spiderweb suit is something else. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, a, that is an oddly proportioned human being. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the Marilyn Monroe of the NBA. Yeah. He does. He has tiny little shoulders, though, for his frame. I mean, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> He's an oddly proportioned man. Holy cow. <laughs> Are you guys watching right now? No, I turned uh, it off. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching. He's actually going to go to the Nuggets. Oh, uh, he's he? traded okay. over there. Actually, uh, I think that's a really... I, I mean, that's a high-risk, low-risk, low high-reward pick for them. So, and and didn't no? I guess his dad didn't play for the Nuggets. He played for the Six. Although somebody told me his dad played for Cleveland. Is that right? Does anybody know? I, no. I guess no one knows. Minute Bowl. Yeah. He may, he may have for like one weird year that I don't yeah. remember, but I don't I don't think he did. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the NBA. But yeah, I totally agree with you and. You know, why would you get rid of the draft when, like Mallory says, what happens off the court is a bigger story than what happens on the court? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Eli, anything to pitch? Anything, uh, anything striking your fancy lately? You, you gonna pitch any of those good West Coast brews to us? Ooh. <laughs> um, so I didn't know this until I moved out here, but apparently San Diego has like the most breweries per capita. Yeah. San Diego is um, like a brewery. Yeah. So I've I've tried a couple of different places. I haven't found like my spot that I'm gonna you know establish deep roots in yet. So I'm still trying to explore. But I will have to say I uh, if anyone comes out to San Diego, there's a place in Point Loma, and it's the best grilled fish taco I've ever had in my life. It's called hmm. Mitch's, and they're the reason they're a little different, they're like right on the pier and everything that they have is fish that was delivered that morning. So nice. it was really good. A hundred percent recommend. It's not that expensive. It's like $4 a taco. That's not and, bad. Uh, that was, uh, that's yeah, so that's the best San Diego, best culinary experience I've had so far since I've moved here. Nice. You know, I had, um, when I was there, I had some like Greek or Mediterranean food and it was amazing. Um, Trying to remember where it was. <laughs> Hang Tom, on, let me see. Tom, let me see. It was so amazing. Hot yeah. Googling action. Well, this is why you time, stay though. for the second hour of Cavs the Podcast. No, no, no I'm going to help you out here. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I don't have a ton to pitch. Um, I guess, you know, like EG. Oh, I will say, go see Vampire Weekend Live. I saw them last weekend. They were fantastic. Uh, really great show at uh, Nautica Pavilion. Um, Nautica got some good concerts lined up this summer. Uh, go see Alice Cooper. 
Uh, he's playing. I there. found it. I found it. Okay, what's it called? It's called the News Grillette. <laughs> the News Grillette. No, okay. Van News. V A N O O S. Okay, Van News yeah. Grillette. Nice. Van News Grillette, and it was outstanding. Very good. Very good. Um, but I don't. I don't have too much to pitch beyond that. So other than, uh, how? Uh, what are the tribes still hovering around five hundred or? Is it is it rougher than that? No, they're about five hundred, but they're not gaining any ground on the twins. Is the problem? Oh no, but I think they've pretty much given up on the twins, and now it's the wild card, right? Well, I, they're not. That's not a good option either because there's too many other strong teams in the AL. I think they have to catch the twins, but I don't know if they're going to do it. Twins are just hitting the cover off the ball. Yeah, yeah. The twins are one of the best teams in baseball right now. Well, yeah. Cleveland's only two games out of the wild card, so so they're so we'll see. they're still chasing, but we'll see if they're sellers or buyers at the trade deadline. What about you, Tom? Anything to pitch? Any uh, any stories? Oh my gosh! How's yeah, I got my whole. Going? Oh well, we're never playing. Like we <laughs> we were rained out again today. We've been rained out almost every game we've had. It's it only has had been the three rainiest games. June I can ever remember in Ohio. Yep, it has been. No question about it. So, yeah, um, do I have anything to pitch? Um, I mean, I got a great rant about my house selling experience, but it's, it's, I, I, I'm not, I'm not. I think we're a little long in the pod. We're going to have to, we're going to have to get, that's good. That's a good dog days story. That is a good dog days story. And, uh. Any little league stories for us? Any more crazy things going with well, in a, crazy in a coach? Strange, in a strange twist of events, um, I actually really like the coach, and he's he's really he's fine. Um, I don't know, maybe he was just ironing out the kinks in that first practice. You know, he's 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 fine. He's a good coach. Um, boy, little league stories. Well. Um, they're cute kids, you know, they're, they're fun and it's fun to watch the parents interact, you know, from the, from the periphery, how they're trying to encourage their kids who are terrible, you know, at, at sports and what they say and, um, just what the kids get excited about. You know, my daughter, um, actually in a, in a, in a scrimmage, she actually made a couple putouts, which is very rare. Like, and she actually made two putouts in one game, and so I think there were only put two. out. Just like make, you know, fielders making out. Like, oh, okay. So she fielded a ball and threw it okay. to someone standing at a base who caught it. <laughs> like for that all to go right at this age is very rare. And she was so excited and couldn't stop talking about it for the next two days. And I was really proud of her. So it's just, you know, it's it's a lot of fun for me. That's for sure. That's awesome. Um. But yeah, there's a, I really like this, you know, I, so I told you about Kai, he's, he's a little kid, his parents, I mean, they're mm-hmm. Japanese and, and none of them are speaking English. So I can only imagine they recently arrived in Southwest Ohio. Kai speaks a little bit and he is obsessed with whether or not like our team is winning or not. Like, <laughs> he was the kid with the glove on his head, right? No, no, he was the kid without a glove. Oh, okay. And, his, and the coach drilled him with a crowd. <laughs> but anyway, his parents went out and got him a glove, and he is definitely our best player. He's a five. He's a five-tooled six-year-old. <laughs> I kid you not. Um, he's fast. He can hit the ball to the outfield. He can throw. He can catch. You and better. Is, you better. 
see if he needs an agent. Yeah, I really. I uh, better lock him up. But he um, he is obsessed with winning and losing. And, uh, you know, no one no one is into winning and losing anymore, um, especially at that age. And but I was like, I'll tell him straight, you know, so the game when we were dominating, I was like, we're winning. And then he asked, like, he started saying random numbers that weren't really <laughs> the, right, the right scale even. And I basically made up I made up a score. I figured we were up by like 10. So I said, oh, we're winning 20 to 10. And he was like, 20 to 10. Whoa. And he was really enthused that we were winning by so much. And the last game we played, the other team, I mean, they had some Danny Almontes on that team. Like they had some people that were not six years old. The first kid hit one to like 10 feet into the outfield on a fly. And our kids had never seen anything like that before. So we got we got taken to the woodshed and you, Kai they came had up. So, they had some Serge Ibaka's, huh? They did. So <laughs> Kai came up to me and uh, said, are we winning? Are they winning? And I said, I looked at him sternly and I said, they're winning, Kai. And he looked at me like he was so upset about that. And I just said, they're beating us good, buddy. And he, but you know, he had this determined look on his face. Like the next time up, he was going to hit the ball as hard as he could. And he did. And he was, he's a very intense kid. He's going to be, I think an outstanding athlete. <laughs> so, you're, you're saying the, the Indian scout should, should come look. I think, I think they should. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's, that's awesome. I, I figured I'd want to be like a coach for my kids, but this, you know, it's has very definitely... rewarding, isn't it? It is. I just hope I don't have any experiences like you had a couple of years ago. Um, well, you know what? Even even the bad experiences, the good out, out far outweighs the bad. So, well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I hope. Yeah, and I think I think in little league, the uh, the parents are what you kind of got to worry about more than other coaches. Although other coaches are an issue. So, yeah. Um, but I guess there was like a national story about a bench clearing brawl over a little oh, league out no. uh, umpire call, which is insane. That is so. insane. That is insane. But I can't say I'm surprised. No, I, I'm sure you're not. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but like I said, I don't have too much to pitch. I am excited this weekend. Uh, the Dead Don't Die, the Jim Jarmusch, uh, Adam Driver, um, Bill Murray zombie movie comes out, so I'm really excited to see that. So that's what I'll be doing this weekend. And uh, I'm excited to see how uh, free agency plays out. Um, I think the Cavs are kind of a team. They may be a facilitator a little bit on some trades and stuff like that, but I don't think you'll see them make any big moves, maybe some minor free agents. but And they're going to have three rookies, so there's <laughs> there's not going to be a ton of room on the team. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I got. What are, EG? Any any last things? Or not EG? Eli? Sorry, getting my E's confused. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, no, just uh, thanks. The Cavs kind of salvaged it a little bit with the uh, KPJ, yeah. but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things shake out. Yeah, and as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.